And uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So let's start talking about it. As a man, one of the most beautiful things that we are born males. It's not mm-hmm. anything to be apologized about. Of course, I know that there's so much anti-male movement today, but you know, we didn't make ourselves males. We were born males, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, we have to become a man. When I was growing up, there was this thing that says that to become a man is not a day's job. Mm-hmm. So you can you can be a male, you are born a male, and that's just by picking up your when you are born, they look at under you and say, Oh, is a male or is a female? <laughs> and you're born, you know, a, a male. But now you have to get up and, and, and let's be honest the stacks are against men today it's not quite easy to be a man mm. women and all kind of things are they are really fighting i mean our western world in our civilized world today men have been given really bad names and it's mm. quite difficult to and, and and also we have our own problems too that we have not been able to sort ourselves out in a beautiful mm. way because the world is changing but 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 but, but we are not doomed and uh, and we can also make progress and i think that what today we are being challenged with that because we are not making progress as we should because in, in time past men have always solved their problems but in recent history it has been difficult for men to find their ways because there's so much attack against us both external and internal and so we are not getting along with ourselves inside and also the world's not getting along with us outside so it's been quite difficult but we are born for hours like this we are born for this kind of season we just can't give up if you look back to history when things got rough men have, have, have learned to get up men have learned to provide you know a, a direction guidance and to be honest with you women are crying today because they don't find men who are standing up to lead and guide mm. and that's mm. that's the problem today and I don't blame us because we don't have this generational transfer. Today, a lot of us men, we are sent to school. Honestly, school becomes bad for men today because when you go to school as a man, you don't have that kind of direction, that kind of authority over your life. You know, if you look at our schools today, it's a place of like a jungle justice and nobody is actually in charge. And that's what a military requires, somebody in charge. You know, somebody who can actually give you direction, somebody you can actually emulate, somebody you can actually look at as a role model, you know. So that's where our problem is today. And as men, it's quite difficult for us. I mean, when we go to school, we don't have proper role model to give us, you know. I mean, today it's only about sports and rich people that are our role models, you know, mm. entertainers. And, and, and mm. we need people that are actually living life 24-7 mm. and we can watch mm. them and see how they are doing it. So mm-hmm. that makes it difficult, but, 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 but let's not lose hope, you know. Uh, one of the things that as Christians is that we have been given uh, the Savior and we have been given the book and we have been given the church. So we, mm-hmm. we cannot give excuse. So we have mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, we, we have the church and we have the book. I'm, I'm talking about the mm-hmm. Bible. These three can be our strength in times like this. And we, mm-hmm. we need to harness this and use it for our glory. And, and if we don't do this, we'll be left in the air because family is not doing the job, the school system is not doing the job, and of course the government is not doing the job. And mm-hmm. you find out that people that are going to the school system today to be teachers and leaders, those who are also in marriage, those who are in government, they are men who are largely unformed or dis, you know, disformed, you know, or, 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 or malformed rather. So that's difficult for us. So we have to actually find out how to do this in our churches today. And thank God that we have a meeting like this and it's beautiful uh, let's first of all look at a place in the bible chapter 11 first corinthians when i when i read this verse people can a little bit get shocked but it's in the bible is 
chapter 1, 1 Corinthians, that's the chapter about the woman covering their head. <laughs> if you remember that place in the Bible, mm-hmm. people don't read that place in the Bible. So, but, but it's there. Let's look at it. Can somebody help us read it? Pastor Paul, can you help us read it from verse 1? Yes. Okay. Okay, sir. Yes. Let me get it. Uh, All right. First, first Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 1. Verse 1. Okay. Yes. Um, it says, Be ye followers of me, even I also, even as I also I am of Christ. All right. Keep on reading, please. Now, I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Next but I would, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Interesting. You, you know, if you look at this verse, it sounds really strange. Hmm. You know, I don't, I don't have people talking about this verse today. So hmm. He was talking about the hierarchy. People don't like hierarchy anymore. <laughs> you know, hmm. <laughs> and he said the head of Christ is God. And the head of the man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. Now, that's mm-hmm. not talking about just male and female, it's talking about husband and wife. So, mm-hmm. as a man, that's a head over you. Now, we know that men are the head of women, we know that as in the marital relationship. But mm-hmm. he said something, he said, the head of every man is Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The head of every man is Christ. Mm-hmm. I want you to see that. He didn't say the head of every woman is the man. He didn't say that, but he said mm-hmm. the head of every man is every Christ. Man. So, mm-hmm. so there is authority over the man. That is the greatest. That's the greatest role model of a man. He said the head, the mm-hmm. head of every man. I wish that would be told right from our childhood that as a head over us, we male figures that we have mm-hmm. somebody over us, just like a wife has somebody over her as a husband. We have somebody over us too, and his name is Christ. And let me drop, drop this, 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 this one that is very beautiful. If you look at Jesus, he came here as a man. So he's worthy of emulation. Now, look at Jesus. He was an outstanding figure in a very repressive economy, very repressive world. Jesus didn't grow up in a banana island. He was not born in the fanciful hospital in the world. He was born in a manger. He grew up in Nazareth, a, 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 a notorious city, and, and, and they, they didn't question his birth. You know, mm-hmm. his, his father was not even a legitimate child. And he was a carpenter, pick up one of the normal kind of a thing. And then the Holy Ghost came on him and he became a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus made progress, outstanding progress in the midst of all the mess in, in his world. You know, mm-hmm. Roman Empire was there. The Sadducees were doing their own thing, political manipulators. And then the uh, Sadducees were also there, the priests. And the temple was all religious and rituals and all kind of tradition. But Jesus got up in that atmosphere and was outstanding. I mean, he did kind of walk. I mean, he touched lives. He, he, he walked on the water. I mean, that was a Superman. If you're looking for Superman today, I mean, you don't have to go to Cartoon Network, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, when I was growing up and I read my Bible, I was really fascinated with Jesus was really fascinated. In his 30s, thereabouts, and, you know, he cast out devils, healed the sick, raised the dead. John said something about him. He said, if we, if they put in record all that Christ did, no books in the world could contain it. Hmm. I mean, that's amazing. An outstanding man. And you know, in those three and a half years, he gathered some men around him. 
There were 12 of them. These were riffraffs that were nobody. They were fishermen that were, didn't, they were not so much lettered. And when he freed them, within three and a half years of his own class and schools, those men became the bedrock of today's civilization. The Western world is based upon Christianity. And Christianity was founded upon these 12 men that Jesus took and worked on them and made them outstanding men. They were men. They were 12 men. They were, they were young men like him. They were not old people that had regular experience. When he finished with them, they changed the world. Mm-hmm. And they made progress in the midst of all the mess going around them. I mean, remember when Jesus walked up to Peter, Peter was losing in his fishing business. And he said, throw your net to the right side, launch to the deep, and you have a catch. And the guy had this outstanding progress. He was so shocked, dropped everything he was doing, walked after him. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. In our world today, as men, if we actually follow Christ, if we actually make Christ our head, we could do much more like Jesus did. And even mm-hmm. says, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than this. You know? mm-hmm. So Jesus was outstanding in his father's business, and in our own business today that we live our life in, we can also be outstanding. But but let, let's let's go far back. Let's go far back. I, I want us to have, you know, when we talk about making progress in today's world, if you're not careful, we think that it is just unique to today. We think it just meant that, okay, all right, since uh, we have to wake up to this new world we are living today, a world of ICT, so we better make progress or stay back. No, no, no. Our making progress is more than contemporary. Our made, making progress is part of our genetic makeup. That's what I want to prove to you today, that making it in life is part and parcel of our genetic makeup. I'll show you in the Bible and how to do that. All of us know this, even when we are small. When you go to school, when you pass, you scream. When you fail, you withdraw. Am I correct? We all do that. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, that's in it in us. I remember those days when we were at school, when, they, when we pass, we say, when, when we have a good result, we say, I pass. When we fail, we say, they fail me, you know? <laughs> you know, they fail me, you know? I, I pass, they fail me. So we never really want to associate with failure. You know, and so let's go to the very beginning, Genesis chapter one, and see what God made male to be. And when He made man in the beginning, what did He give us? Let's look at Genesis one twenty-six. This is our creational mandate. To make progress is not just a contemporary idea of trying to survive in our competitive world today, but actually making progress is part and parcel of our creation. It's our what I call creation mandate. Genesis 1.26. Can you possibly again, Pastor Paul? He said, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Next verse. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Next verse. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Yeah. Now, now you can see this scripture over here. And when we get rid of this scripture, it can be very powerful. He said, let us make money. I mean, let them have dominion. You can see that dominion mandate in us first. And that dominion, what is the practical part of it? Then verse 28 tells us, he said, he blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Now, I want to read to you Message Bible for that verse. It's amazing. Now, listen to Message Bible of Genesis 128. It says this, that's what God blessed them. 
Now listen to it. it said, prosper. Wow. Reproduce. Fill the earth. Take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the earth for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. I'll take it mm. again. God bless them and said, prosper. Reproduce. Fill earth. Take charge. And be responsible for. Wow. This, this is mm. this as manly as possible. He's speaking to both the male and the female in the beginning. But remember, if you look at Genesis 2, it was man that came first, the male that came first, then God fastened out the female from the male. So this was given to the male as his own work to be shared with the woman. And God said to them, prosper. You see, when we see that word, be fruitful, the message Bible says, prosper. Prosper. Then the one that says, reproduce. Third, fill the earth. Then take charge and be responsible for all these four or five words, they are articles of progress. Mm. You know, prosper, you know, flourish, get ahead, make advancement. Then he said, reproduce. We call it multiply. Produce it again. Like the old, uh, like, like the late uh, Max Munro will say, to reproduce means to produce it again. Produce it again. Produce it again. He said, prosper, reproduce. Then he said, fill up. Uh, that, 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 that's increasing. That's expanding. God put man in the Garden of Eden as a place of microcosm first to go from there and charge over the whole earth. Remember, God didn't make the whole earth the Garden of Eden. He just made a garden and he wanted man to reproduce it. He wanted man to prosper in it. And he wanted man to fill the earth and then take charge. I like that word, take charge. Uh, you see, you can never make progress without taking charge of your life, of your situations, of your circumstances, of, of the events surrounding you. You know, when people don't make progress, they, become, they don't take charge. They don't become, they said, last one, be responsible for. Oh, that, that's a powerful word there. So we, we have these five words. Number one, prosper. Number two, reproduce. Number three, feel. And then four, take charge. And five, be responsible for. You know, let's start from the end. Be responsible for. You know, you will never want to make progress if you are not responsible. I've seen people who have become responsible. They, they become better. And of course, today people are looking for positions and they are looking for uh, 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 perks and offices and kind of a thing. But actually, God ordained that authority becomes a place of responsibility. God was sent to Adam, in essence, and his wife, I'm putting you in charge of the earth. Be responsible for the fish, for the sky, for the sea, for the land. Be responsible. You know, looking back to my own life, I, I, I never really began to make progress until I had this sense of responsibility for my life, for my family, for my friends, and for my society. If you don't have this sense of responsibility, that, that I, 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 I'm worth something, I'm valuable to them, they need me, and I'm going to do something positive to affect my world, starting from myself. I should be responsible for my life, for my family, for my loved ones, for my friends, for my society. That gives us a level of progress that is really outstanding. If you don't become responsible for something, you will never rise up to make progress. 
So learning to become responsible will go a long way. You see, when you look at your wife and say, I'm going to be responsible for her, that makes all the difference in the world. Mm. When you look at your children and say, I'm going to be responsible for them, that, yeah, I know you wanted to be responsible to you, that's mm. them. But you, you become responsible for them. When I become responsible for my office, there's a difference at work. Mm. When I become responsible for my friends, that's a change that takes place. And today, look at our world. Leadership is lacking our world today because people are no more responsible for society. Mm. And no more. You see, mm. the governor of Lagos they should be responsible for Lagos. Mm. The president of Nigeria should be responsible for Nigeria. Not just go to mm. the office and fulfill the manifesto. You are responsible for. You know, mm. that's why when God came to the garden, he asked Adam, where are you? He didn't ask Eve because Adam was responsible for Eve and was mm. responsible for the earth. God said, grand is, the, the, the ground is cost for your sake. So I cannot make progress. Progress becomes a mandate when I mm. as, assume a sense of responsibility, you know. So I, I must know that I'm not just here by myself. You know, I, I was hearing the testimony of a man who, who was in a very bad accident recently. And he was a Christian, you know, he, he was a truck repairer and the truck fell on him when he was repairing it and leveled his stomach down. I mean, mm. and he said it came out of his body. And when it came out of his body, he felt so good going to heaven. But he said, they called, somebody slapped him and called him back by name and he entered his body. And he said mm. his body was racked with all kinds of pain. And he said mm. he left his body again and he was feeling so good. And they called him back again. He said, when he came back, the man said, hey, don't close your eyes again. Remember, who are you responsible for? Where's your mm. family? You have how many mm. children? He said, I've got four children. He said, you have a wife. Who will be there for them when you leave? Mm. That moment, the man made that decision, I'm going to stay here. Mm. Who will take care of them? So progress will come in when we start thinking of taking care of. Now, and then he said, take charge, take charge. So, you know what? God has given us a responsibility to take charge. <laughs> you know, mm. That's part of making progress. If you start taking charge of your life, of your time, of your abilities, of your assets, you make progress mm. without you know, any hassle. Progress comes in when you start taking charge. For instance, you look at your abilities, you look at your assets. How do you take charge with this? What do you do with this? Remember the talent story? The talent story, one was given five, one was given two, one was given one. What happened? The first one took charge, took the five, multiplied it. The second one took the two, multiplied it. But the last one didn't take charge. Hmm. You know, the man, the, the, when the man came back, the master came back, you know what that man said, the first one with five talents, said, you gave me five and I went out and I multiplied it. Here is 10. He said, yeah, great guy. Second one, you know the next one, he didn't take charge. He started blaming his master. He talked much. You know, when you talk too much, you're not taking charge. I, I, I have to tell myself, men, men who talk too much don't do much. <laughs> you mm. know, men who talk too much don't do much. You know, I mean, get into action. We are born for actions. We are born to mm. take charge. Something is happening. We rise up and do something about it and get it done. Take charge. Take charge. Take charge. Take charge. Let that ring in your mind. In today's world, take charge. Don't just look at your finances and surrender. Don't look at your emotions and surrender. You, you know, I mean, when you—that's why men are in the army. You know, they put men over different areas, and you said you take charge over fifty, over hundred centurion, over you know, you colonel, 
brigadier, as you go higher, you are taking charge. You are responsible. And he says, fill the earth. You know, you cannot, please listen to this as a man, you cannot stay with one. You have to multiply what you have. Mm. That's progress. You are bound to multiply. Remember, Jesus blamed the man that kept the only one. He said, if you know I was a hard man, you could have put it in the bank. You would have made some interest for me. But amazingly, you know what he called those two guys who did well? He said, good and faithful. Did you hear that? Good mm. and faithful. Do you know that we thought that faithfulness means to just stay with something and never let it go? Mm. No, that's not meaning of faithfulness. Faithfulness is to multiply what you have. Mm. By the way, when we say God is faithful, He doesn't leave us the way we are. <laughs> God is faithful. He will multiply your life. He will make you bigger. He will make you stronger. He will make you, you know, higher. That's what we call faithfulness. So faithfulness is taking what you have and multiplying it. So if you have ten thousand naira, how do you multiply it? If you have this kind of favor, how do you multiply it? If you have this kind of goods, how do you multiply it? If you have this kind of house, how do you multiply your house? I mean, this this affects everything. That's what we call progress. Mm. You know. And then the next one to the top was the reproduce part. Reproduce part. Uh, 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 progress will happen when we start reproducing ourselves. For instance, we have having children. We reproduce ourselves, physically speaking. But are you thinking of reproducing yourself as a manager? As a salesman? You know, if you can reproduce yourself in your staff, you're going to multiply your workplace. Mm -hmm. You know. That's the beauty of this. What can you reproduce? What can you, what can you become productive in again and again and again and again? You know, no one likes to be unproductive. No one has to be unproductive. So this is our creational mandate I'm sharing with you. Mm. This is what we were designed and created for. Yes. So when we stand before God, to be a man is to prosper. To be a man is to reproduce. To be a man is to fill the earth. To be a man is to take charge. And to be a man is to be responsible for. Let's close with that prosper. The area of prospering the area of thriving. You know, today we have measured prosperity in the wrong way. You know, the next thing we talk about is how much money does he have? You know, one day I was I was hearing, I think it was Gangote, it was, it was in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. They were having a business summit and they were asking him on the stage. He said, how much do you have on you? He said, nothing. He had no money on him. Mm. So as far as cash is concerned, he's broke. But he said, he said something. He said, when, when I was younger, one day I found out that I had about some millions of dollars in, the, in the, my bank account. He said, you know what? I said, me, I have these millions of dollars in my account. He said, he went to the bank and withdrew the money and took it home overnight. I'm just looking at it. Ah, I had this money. Then I found out that money was useless at home. It's not doing anything at home. So he said he took it to the bank and put it back in the bank to work. Then I asked him, Mr. Dangote, how much is on you? He said, nothing. He said, $5, nothing. Why? You see, we have equated finances to prosperity. You know, you know, in a way, nobody, that's why our country is collapsing today. We are all becoming money-minded. But you cannot control the words by just having money. 
because it's just paper. But you can get what what will produce money. That's what we call prosperity. What is producing money is what. Okay, look at what's going on right now. Let me give you some fundamentals of economics. You know why is dollar going up and naira is going down? Now you will not believe this. This is the reason why there is too much money, too much naira. <laughs> there's too much there's too much naira that's why you see the demand and supply when you have too much of naira dollars will go up when you have too little of that for instance right now dollar is descending because naira is getting scarce you can see that so really we have to now see that progress is just more, more than money yeah somebody's worth 200 billion dollars it's not the money it's what is behind the money that's making it happen it's what you are producing it's what you are so so when we say to prosper it means that you are making progress. You are turning two into four, four to eight, eight to 16, 16 to 32. You are increasing like that. And then money will follow that. Mm. You know, you're having more power to exchange and money will follow that. So we are looking at making progress. And let me go a step further. Let's look at the means of making progress. Let, let's look at the means of making progress. Yeah, we have seen that it's our personal mandate to make progress to prosper to reproduce don't forget that message bible please read it in your own time when you finish message bible this is 128 please read it to prosper to reproduce to uh whatness to fill the earth to take charge and to be responsible for so these are our creational mandate as men you know and then let's look at the means we can use to make this happen i call it the means of progress what are the things mm-hmm. I require to make progress? Now, let's go back to the story of creation. Remember when God made man? The male that he made Genesis 2, the Bible said that, and he formed man of the dust of the ground, if you remember that. And the Bible said, he breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So what I will say first that will require to actually do well is what I call breath, a spirit force. You know, God was not breathing oxygen. <laughs> he was not breathing mm-hmm. oxygen. That's not oxygen. You know, the Bible, Bible said that God breathed into his nostrils. If, when people die, when I study medicine, you say they exhaled, the spirit left them, they breathe out. That's the last thing you do when you leave this planet. And then that spirit leaves your body. The first time you left your mother's womb and you breathed out, they smacked your bottom, you, your, your bottom, you cried, you took in your breath, your first breath. You see, your spirit came alive in your body. So the very first power that makes men to become that progressive is the spirit force in them. That mm-hmm. nature of God in us, the spirit force. The Bible call it breath, the breath of God. You know, you know, you know, was was it that young man that was talking with Job? I've forgotten his name now. You know, the three older people, they couldn't get the job done. Let's mm-hmm. go to Job 33. Can we pass yeah. Paul? Can you pass with Job 33? Job 33. Let's, let's find the verse. Uh, let, me, let me try and get the verse. I hope I'll be able to find it. Yes. Let's go to verse 2. It says, Behold, now I have opened my mouth. My tongue okay. has spoken in my mouth. Okay. Keep my word shall be of the uprightness of my heart and my lips shall utter knowledge clearly the spirit of god has made me and the breath of the almighty has given me life let's let's stop there he said 
the spirit of God has made me and mm. the breath of God has given me life. So you can mm. see that word spirit and breath, they go together. Yeah. In fact, if you look at the Greek word for New Testament, the word for spirit is pneuma, which means wind. Yes. You know, so when we say that that, that, that there's a spirit in man, there is a wind in man. Mm. Jesus was talking about being born again. He said the wind goes where it leads. You don't know where it's coming from, where you know where it's going. So it's everyone that's born of the spirit. There is a force, that's a spirit force within you. That mm. when you got born again, that spirit became a new man, a new force. And just always compare spirit to wind. I'm trying to get something to, to show that if you get a paper in your hand and you blow it, the, the wind, you know, it, it blows paper away. You don't see the wind, but you can see the effect of it. When you have a strong wind, it blows things off. When you have very strong wind, it becomes like hurricane. It blows things out of its way. It, 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 I mean, you can't stop the force, you know. But when you have a weak wind and the wind dies down, you know, it can't blow anything. You know, I've seen mighty winds uprooting houses, uprooting trees throwing them off, dealing with skyscrapers and leveling them. Now, that's the spirit force. If you can build your spirit inside of you, you can make progress in any place. If you look back to human history, the men that were challengers, men that were great, men that were powerful, they were men of spirit. They were men mm. of force, they were men of wind within them. Remember when, 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 when Joseph stood before Pharaoh, he was a prisoner, but inside there was a breath of God within him. There was a force within him that made him to stand before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, look, I had this dream. Couldn't find the meaning. That spirit interpreted the difficulties. He said, look, you got this, this. And after he finished with the dream, he took a step further. He said, look, the seven years and the seven years, you take 20 from here, 20%, and put it over there and get that done. You know what, you know, you know what Pharaoh said? Which other man has the spirit of God in him? Check that word out. You know that word spirit. You see, we, we call it today the word courage. In fact, mm. the, the, the French word is care, courage, care, which means heart. Mm. We need yeah. men who have hearts. You know, and men yeah. should have hearts. And heart, that, that's the inward person in that place that will look at mm. difficulties and surmount them. That will look at obstacles and eat them for breakfast, you know? Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you go to war, you rejoice because you are facing an opposition. Wow, you mm. know, I mean, it's like it's like number ten playing football. You know, I mean, he knows that there are mighty defense, but he's going to score. Mm. That's that's why he was mm. charged over there. And of course, if you are playing football and you are going toward the goalpost and nobody is coming toward you, you are not scoring. That's called offside. You know? mm. <laughs> so the force in the man, the power of God in the man, the spirit. I just don't mean just going to church and just sing choruses and do some praying mm. and then wait for God to just intervene. But you go out there to intervene. Who is born of God overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Mm. And the, 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 one of the, there are two mightiest forces of the spirit is faith and love. There are two mightiest forces of the spirit is faith and love. Mm. You know, that we have not developed so much. When mm. Jesus was here, it required two things from people faith and love. Mm. Yeah. Faith and love. Christ was not asking them, how many, how many commandments are you keeping? He was not asking them, how many times are you washing your hand? He said, believe all things are possible. Believe. You know, mm. in fact, he'd be shocked. Say, why are you fearful? How come you don't have faith? You know, mm. I mean, can, can you imagine telling those disciples like that? <laughs> I mean, mm. how will you not be afraid when you are facing storm on the sea and you're going to sink? He said, No, don't be afraid. What's wrong with you? I mean, <laughs> it's powerful. So, faith and love. And, and you know, one day I was thinking about this, and I noticed that John 3 16, our, our greatest verse in the Bible, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, you see those who are again love and believe it's in there 
So that's the spirit force. And if you believe God, all things are possible. You can take nothing and make it to something. You can start something that is not there and make it something great in life. So that's the first means of progress. Because life is getting tougher. Things are going to get rougher. Look at all this cash crunch. Look at all this fuel shortage. Look at all these troubles. Look at our leaders. How are you going to survive here? Where are you going to run to? You go to UK. Mm. They, are from, they, are, they are on strike now. What are you going to do? So, <laughs> man, you got to do what you need to do and have some yeah. heart and rise mm. up and face life and say, look, at against all odds, I'll make my impact here. Mm. And tell yourself in your bedroom, tell yourself before the mirror, I'm not a wimp, I'm a man. I'm going to rise up for this woman, for these children, for my world, my society will not miss mm. me being here. Uh, Glory to God. So we need to do that. That's our first means of progress. Next thing that we can look at our means is the mind that we have, our mind. God has given us a mind to think our way through issues. You know, our mind is the bridge between our spirit and our world. Yeah. You know, when you have a sound mind, you know, I, I can't forget this, that I remember about, about a mind that is sound. I remember Joseph. You know, he was in prison for years. He was probably saying he prospered in prison. I don't understand that, you know. <laughs> but he prospered in prison. That means he was, he was, he was, he was doing well. He, he was making things happen. But do you know the Bible said when they came for him from Pharaoh, take a look at this. He was a prisoner. Before he went to Pharaoh, he changed his clothes and he shaved. Amazing. Let me say it again one more time. When they said to him, "Let's go and meet Pharaoh," Bible said. He changed his clothes and he shaved. He still had his mind. Mm. You mm. know what? When he walked into the Pharaoh's court, he never said, you know, I'm here, they're punishing you. You know, I shouldn't be here. Please, before we do this, this kind of a dream, let's negotiate first. <laughs> about my release. You know, no, but talk about the release. You know, you know, little minds discuss stuff like that. Great mm. minds discuss ideas. I mean, look at it. Mm. It's coming from prison. It's, it's, it's there unjustly. But that was not uppermost in his mind. You know, his mind was working. Don't let the fuel crisis, don't let the, the cash shortage reduce your mind to the discussing of all those. The Nigerians are full of that. We're just mm. chatting, 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 talking, 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 blaming, 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 blaming. Get up and do something. Mm. You know? That's the power over here we have. We have our mind, and let's develop our minds. And Pastor Paul, you know those days. We read a lot of books those days to inform our yeah. mind, to change our mind. Today, we just only read chat, 180 words. That won't take us anywhere. Mm. You know? That's why that's why I'm not against Twitter, but it's too short to make impact. <laughs> you know, 180 words. Let, let's go beyond that. Let's let's imbibe strong mind. Let's get our mind working. Let's think. Stop worrying. Worrying will destroy your mind. Stop folding your hands and wonder, what am I going to, how am I going to cope? You're going to cope. You're going to rise up. You can do all things through Christ. You know, Paul was saying, finally, my brother, think the right thought, virtuous mm. thought, great thoughts, excellent thoughts, you know, and say, God of peace will be with you. You know, no matter how much you pray, if you just think like you are thinking, you're not getting anywhere. Mm. I, I feel sorry for us today. You know, we go to church, we, we cry, we do all those things, and we get out and still thinking like everybody's thinking. You're not going to walk, you know? So let's, as men, Let's start thinking. And you know, there's one thinking about men I love. That, the question is, how? You know, many of us talk, what is this? Why is this? But they say, how do we change this? That's what that's a man talking. How? Okay, hey, there's no money. How do we get the money? Okay, there's no employment. How do we get employment? 
Okay, you know, how do we get the thing? Oh, we can't get that paper. How do we get it? That's what a man talking, not giving an excuse. So your mind should be producing how to get things done. So we have said number one, first, the spirit force in the man, the means of progress. Second, the mind. You've got a powerful mind. Powerful mind. Your mind is better than any computer in the world. In fact, our mind made computer. If you look at this, the, 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 the jet liner, the, the, all those big 747, a human mind made it. Look at our universities, a human mind built it. What a fantastic machinery we have up here. Now, let's look at the third one that we have of means of progress. Imagination. 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 We can imagine, you know, children, children are full of this. That's why children, they love Cartoon Network. <laughs> you know, if you look at children, they don't want to listen to the news. <laughs> children don't listen to news. You know what? They describe bad things, accidents, quick and uh, something, and how things are getting bad. But yeah. when you watch cartoon, you see ice coming out and going outside. You see cars <laughs> flying in the air. You know, I mean, you want to imagine things. <laughs> and that's what we were when we were small. But when we get older, we become realistic and become, mm -hmm. you know, dark in our mind, you know. So we need to become a person of imagination, you know. We start taking our mind and be looking at things and say, oh, oh, oh you need to lie on your bed and look at tomorrow. And, and look at, you know, and look at it in a very positive way. Remember at, at Babel, at Babel, something happened at Babel. You know, they said, oh, let's build up a, a, a tower that will reach up to heaven. They have one language, one speech. Uh, you know, God came down. You know what God said? God said, these people have one language and of one speech. And nothing will be restrained from them that they have imagined to do. God said that, not the devil. And God said, look, the only way is to scatter the language because mm -hmm. their imagination is powerful. And mm -hmm. God has given that now join it with God, not against God. They were building something against God. Now join it with God. If God says you're going to be a father, you're going to be a father, you're going to rise up. You know, God took Abraham out. Abraham was thinking, oh, he was in his tent. God said, Your father, your father, he said, huh? Who are you going to give me? God said, I said, Your father of many nations. He said, Ah, uh, this guy in my house, you think God said, Come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. He said, if you go to Middle East, you can see the sky very clear. God said, Look up in the night, and he saw stars. I was told that you can see about at least 5,000 stars if you're in the Middle East at night, that's clear. So Abraham looked up and he saw stars and God said, so shall your seed be. When he looked up and he saw those stars, he saw children saying, he saw Isaac, Jacob, Jesus, in fact, if I know, he, saw, he, saw, he saw Isaiah, Jeremiah say, Father Abraham, Father Abraham. When he entered his tent back, his mind couldn't leave it. His imagination was captured. Mm. What's capturing your imagination? That's why I want you to read biographies. Biographies will help you. Don't, don't just look at men now. Read biographies of men, you know, that, that, that have done outstanding things, you know. I mean, in point, go read about David in the Bible. Go and see that outstanding man. Read about Abraham, outstanding man. And, and start letting your imagination come alive. Imagination. Imagination. You know, someone says, I won't forget my life. He said the word, imagination from the word. There's a nation in your image. Imagination, image nation. Mm. You can be the you can be the nation in your image, in that that's your picture, in that your camera in your head. So that's mm. what we need to do over there. That's number one, we look at spirit force, number two, mind, number three, imagination, number four, collaboration. Collaboration. Mm. That's the means of progress. Two, one can chase a thousand, mm. two can chase ten thousand. You see, mm. one of the greatest things you need in life is collaboration. Mm. 
Mm. In fact, the universe is built on a collaboration. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. God is three in one. That's why Christian faith is peculiarly unique. That's a theme in the core of the universe. The Father, the Son, the Spirit. The Father sent the Son, and the Son gave us the Spirit, and they are all working together. Look at that phenomenon. We read this in Acts 10, 38. I'll just quote it. How God anointed Jesus. Yes. Look at that verse. How God anointed mm. Jesus with the Holy Spirit. The three together. Mm. Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing. You see that? He, he didn't do that by himself alone. Yeah, it was Jesus, pure son of God. But he collaborated with the Father and with the Spirit. Let me even come down to it. The moment Christ was anointed, you know what he did first? He didn't buy a building first. He picked 12 men. 12 men. Collaboration. Working together. Running around together. So you can see that. So collaboration is one thing we need as unity together to run our race and make progress in life. You can't do well all alone by yourself. You can do well, but you can't go further. You know? if, you, if you notice things in our lives, they are in peers. Our eyes are in two. You know, our ears are in two, our hands are in two, our legs are in two. Okay, so I, I think I'm, I'm rounding up now. I'm talking about collaboration. And yeah. as, as men, we need to collaborate. You know, you have to find, you know, even when Christ sent the apostles, sent them out one by one, two by two, he said, you put Peter and John, you can see that. So you must learn to collaborate. Somebody, that's why church, men, don't just stay by yourself. You're going to lose out if you just kind of go into a cave. Hmm. <laughs> if you're into hmm. a cave, you're going to lose out. Remember mm. Elijah? Elijah had really rough time. He, he, he was fighting alone. You know, he, he went to go and meet the 400 men of bad prophet, dealt with them. But then one woman said, I'm going to come after you. He ran away. He went to go and hide in the cave. Mm. But when he was hiding, you know, God said, God said, go back, anoint Elasa as your prophet. Anoint this one. Get into collaboration. Mm. Get involved with people. You mm. know, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. So don't just do things all by yourself. Somebody has that your answer or figure out your problem somewhere. Mm. You know, don't mm. just live only by your own life alone. It can go a long way in collaborating mm. with others. As a man, our power is together. An army, mm. an army of a man make all the difference in the world. You can't win the war all by yourself alone. Somebody must be there. Let me close with this. Look at Jesus himself. It was a phenomenon. But you know something happened to him in the Garden of Gethsemane? You know, Jesus had 12 men, then he had three, then he had one very close. I mean, that's God. He was sufficient mm -hmm. by himself. You know. So who, who, who are your 12? Who are your three? Who are your one? Who can you call mm -hmm. when something happens to you? Mm -hmm. When your wife just go on rampage, who are you going mm -hmm. to talk with? Mm -hmm. You know. When your children are having some struggle, who are you going to talk with? Mm -hmm. Are you just going to just get over there and go and commit suicide, take sniper? Heaven will send mm. you back. You can't go back there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, 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 let's win together. You know, mm. women don't talk much, but we can ask for one yeah. another. We can be mm. there for one another. Mm. You know, I, I watched a film years ago. It's called Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. I think it was through the Second World War. These guys will... You know, that's why I feel that everybody should go to the army, spend one year in the army. Mm. Mm. We learn to collaborate. We learn to work together. We learn to fight together. And we like we learn to win together. I think I need to stop there and let's take some questions. And then wow. We, 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 wow, awesome. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Can you hear me, sir? <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
I can hear you. I can hear you, Pastor Paul. I can hear you. I'm hearing you clearly. I'm hearing you clearly. My God, my God, my God, my 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 mind is my mind is spinning. <laughs> Thank you so Hallelujah. much, Reverend. Praise God. Thank you. So You're much. welcome, Thank my you. Pastor. So much to think about, so much to chew. Um, please, uh, yes, the floor is open now for questions. Uh, if you have a question you would like to ask, you can type it, or if you want to talk, say it out. You can uh, just raise up your hand, signify by raising up your hand you know and uh, uh okay yes here's a question here reverend what is the balance in a man being uh let me quickly what is the balance in a man being the head of the woman and some who have taken it as opportunity to abuse the woman all right you see we have we don't know the meaning of head just look at the head of your body does it abuse your body <laughs> yeah, that's just it. We don't know yeah. what the head is. If you look at the, just look at your head. You see eyes there. You see ears there. You see mouth there. You see nose there, and you see the brain there. Mm. When actually the body, when the like now, when there's a paralysis in the body, it occurs in the head. Mm. So actually, those who are abusing, they are sick. That's a sick head. You know, mm. a correct head actually promote the welfare of the body. Can I surprise mm -hmm. you that every part of your body has a nerve ending in your head, in your brain, you know? So your eyes are there to see, your ears are there to hear for the body. So the real purpose of the head is to serve the body, mm. is to take the body mm. higher. You know, can you imagine a headless body? How can it make progress? Mm. You know? So when we mm. say the head of a person, does it just mean it doesn't mean an abuser? It doesn't mean position? It doesn't mean power? It doesn't mean control? It means responsibility mm. for. You see, mm. this head is running everything in your body. Mm. This brain is co is coordinating the autonomic, you know, uh, everything is controlling your breath, your legs, your movement. Nothing happens in your body without coordination from your head. Mm. You know, it's working. You know, the the, the the head is taking so much to run the body. That's why mm. the head is there. The head doesn't exist for itself, it exists for the body. So to use mm. the word abuse is a misnomer for the head. Mm. You, know, you can't be the mm. head and be an abuser. You know. Mm. That's just another word entirely. Maybe you call that one a parallel. Mm. What do you call that one? I don't know what you call that one. It cannot be the head. Because the mm. head of an ant can't destroy the ant. The head mm. of a house, house cannot destroy the house. It's to promote mm. it, it's to take mm. it up, it's to fight for the body, it's to coordinate the mm. body. That's it. So abuse is, 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 is uncalled for when you say something is the head. You know. Yeah. Praise God. Yes. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay. Another question. In making progress, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about mentorship and being accountable to other men? That's my problem. Uh, this mentoring and uh, accountability, men don't tell the truth. And I'll tell you mm. the reason why. Because, you know, we just read at the beginning, we said the head of every man is Christ. Mm. Your mentor cannot be your head. Christ is your head. Mm. I cannot be accountable to another man. I'm accountable to Christ. Now, mm. when we get together, we now demand each of us to be accountable to Christ. Mm. Remember we read at the beginning of that. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Remember we read that? Yes. That's mentorship. I, I, I don't want another man to just 
rule over me and run, run my life. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know. That's why it's tough. Now, now mm-hmm. when we are in the offices, we have hierarchy. But as a man, as a man, if I'm not working in the office, see, I say this. People don't understand this, and and, and they get scared of it. Pastor Paul is my friend because he's my spiritual father, but he's not. Is not under me, it's under Christ. When we are talking, I want to get him toward Christ. My mentorship is for him toward Christ, to work with Christ, not just yeah. to come under me and become under yeah. me and I'm controlling yeah. him. That mm. is not what we are after. So when we say mm. accountability, I'm not accountable to you, I'm accountable to Christ. And to you are Christ. asking me to be accountable yeah. to Christ, to Christ. honest and cool. So when I meet you, I'm not demanding from you that, you know, I'm mm. your organ over here, we are this group. Before you know that, mm. you assume. Life, assume your life. You know. mm. Let me give an example. There were three major mm. men of God years ago in the seventies. There was uh, mm. Charles Simpson, Bob Mumford, and uh, this man Derek Prince. There were four of them mm. like that. And, and then they were, they, were, they talk about accountability. The thing broke up. Why? One of them wanted to get married. They said she should not marry. He said what? You know, look at Christ now. <laughs> so <laughs> when you are when you are dealing with men, don't just start enforcing some kind of rules. Men don't take that. Men don't like mm. that. You know, mm. if you join the army, the reason why you join the army is to fight and protect the integrity of the country. And then they put you under that kind of authority. So when you're talking about mentorship, it's difficult to control men outside Christ. Mm. You know. Mm. Why should a man not steal? Is it because in the group or because it's under one mentorship? Why should a man not do mess? Why should a man stay within his boundary? Because Christ is his head. So mm. we should be, we should be, I can do all things through Christ. So mm. challenge your friend. You can do it. Christ can enable you. That's mm. a good accountability. Mm. Mm. Oh, mm. how do you treat your wife? Oh, as Christ treats the body, the church. That, that's, what, that's what we should be looking for. So we have this, the image of God, Christ. And then we are going to put ourselves in that role and work with him. So that's mm. the best thing, you know. We're looking at how do we how do we use the word of God? How do we use our mm. life and how do we follow Christ in a better mm. way? Mm. That's right. But something God. else, let me add this to it. We also yes, like sir. to have some kind of role modeling. So you can watch men like now, maybe you want to learn that business, you can watch a man and ask him questions, but it cannot determine how you're gonna run your life at the end of the day. I can learn mm. business from you, but my business is my business. Mm. I can learn pastoring from you. But this pastoring is unique to me. Mm. <laughs> this church is unique to me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't just copy you, all hook, line, and sink, and fish a man on the boat. Mm. You know, yes, that's it. Yeah, I must follow Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, please. The lines are still open. Any question? Um, you want to send a question to me? Is there any question on WhatsApp for me? Um, let's let me quickly check that. Okay, there's no question. Does anybody have any question? Please shoot. Uh, Reverend, I have a question uh, while right. I'm waiting. I want to uh, uh, ask about how men can handle the, the seeming uh, 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 push, you know, uh, uh, against the male man in our world today, like you mentioned earlier. There are insecurities, you know, that men are having because uh, you read statistics to tell us. I remember there is a neighbor of mine 
who works in uh, uh, Nigerian breweries, who told me categorically that there are more female managers than men. In fact, that it's now like 60, 40, that it has reversed. In fact, that that their, their HR is pushing for more women managers uh, than men, you know? So so men are feeling threatened, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the workplace. Uh, you are having more female bosses. Uh, you are having, it looks as if the women seem to be getting ahead in the secular world, in the business world, uh, you know, uh, getting more favors. One day I was telling my wife that uh, there are more programs for women than for men. You know, in the world, That's right. you have women in business, uh, you have uh, even governments uh, and uh, NGOs. Uh, there are more governments uh, and NGOs, uh, not NGOs for women. Uh, they are promoting women businesses. Uh, they are they want to give women women loans more than men. Uh, you know, and so so the world, uh, it, it, the men's world is really feeling really threatened. How do you? How can a Christian yeah. man handle things like that? Yeah, let's go back to Christian again. Uh, it's a bad news and it's a good news. Okay. Uh, in, you know, see, if you go to a class, you go to a class, any small class, kindergarten, nursery, boys are difficult to handle than the, boy, the girls. I mean, if you leave a classroom full of boys, you don't have to turn out. <laughs> because they are conquerors. They are wild. They, they want to get things done. They are they want to push the boundary. But girls usually stay within the boundary. That's what they want them as managers. So they will stay within the boundary. They will do what they are told, but not guys. Let me mm. take you now. You know, I put my mm -hmm. daughters in private university. So when I take them to school, I tell my wife that if my dad put me in the private university, I'll jump the fence. <laughs> 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 you know. I said I'll jump the fence. I want I go to I want, I, want I went to federal university, public university. I can't go to private university. It's all kind of job, job, all kind of rules, all kind of thing. It's okay for girls. You know, our world today, the trouble we are facing is that we are no longer giving men the boundaries where to flourish. Hmm. We want things already cut out, already pasted, and then we tell the men to go down there. You know, one of the worst things today is that our workplaces have become too much all order everything nobody's breaking new boundaries so that's what we need men for you see in, in the olden days men go to war men go to fight they have oppositions mm. they have struggles mm. they, and, and that's where they thrive but now you just go to work you write some few things down they put you under pressure men, men, men can cope with that kind of a thing it's tough now let's go to another thing that is the bad news the bad news is that men have absconded from our homes because they can't cope. Our economic system right now is largely favoring those who just want to stay within the border. Go to work, sit down there, do what you are told, and come back home. But now, men are coming from family. So now we have ladies raising children, both boys and girls. And our ladies at home are becoming the managers. They are running their homes, and their children are watching them running their homes. And then they rise up, those children now go up and see, even the boys and the girls in the home, they see mommy as the one that can function better than the father, the father's gone. Mm. And so when we now go to workplaces, what do we see? The boys today see the girls as the, as the leader because that's the single parent, that's where they grow up in. 
Mm. They don't see their dad functioning. Mm. That's why today everybody's thinking, let the lady do. Because in our homes now, it's only almost single parented home we have today. If I ask among us, even in this meeting today, how many of us were raised by our fathers? We are very few. Largely, our mom raised us. If I take a show of hands and say we should vote over here, in this world we are living today, those who are less than 30, less than 40, many of us are, we are less than 40, our dad were not around so much. Our mom raised us up. So we see our mom as the coordinator, as the manager, as the running of the show. Mm. Mm. And so when we go to the office, the same thing we do. It's even like we said now, it's not just just the office. You go to medical school now, or you go to any school now, you see that women are doing more. When I was in medical school, it's like 90% of us are men, of males, and 10% are female. Now the figures are reversed. Mm. You know? So when you go to your home now, who is bringing the food home? Who is staying? Who is faithful? Who is reliable? Who is not running away? It's mommy. So when you go to work now, you must you are safer with mommy than that other guy who's rough. Mm. Mm. Now, how do we challenge this? Let's use our main power. Let's talk less and do something more. Mm. Action mm. speak louder than words. Mm. Let's just get into action. Mm. You know, the only way I can convince my wife that I'm better is to perform, period. Mm is to get things done. And mm. that's what we have been forsaking. We are not good in the school of talking. Men don't talk much. They, they did a study years ago. They put microphone inside the room. They put boys and they put guests in another room. You know, when they listen to the microphone later, listen to the recording, you know, they only heard the boy. When they heard the guests, it was clear. They were discussing, they were kind of a thing. We, we boys don't talk. We rather kick something, do something, move something, get something going, <laughs> you know, or shoot something, you know. <laughs> we want target, we want to position, we want to fight. That's our job. I don't need to fight anymore now. I don't need to fight anymore. You know, no boundaries to conquer. So men are becoming really tired. You know. Mm. So that's what we are facing today. Nobody's challenging, you know, nobody's challenging men today to wake up. You know, all these seminars that are, nobody's talking hard. Nobody's talking hard. Nobody's talking tough. We just want this quiet, gentle approach. That won't work for guys. I mean, I remember Steve Jobs, the way he used to get people for Apple to work. I was shocked when he was getting people to join in, in Apple. Guess what? He would go to university. The guys, the, the managers will come and say, we want you to apply over here. Please come around. We have clinical, clinical, clinical. You know what Sijon will do? He will just come to the class in his t-shirt and jeans, jump on the table and sit like Lotus and say, hey, how many I want to change the world and join me? Hmm. That's the kind of boy's talk we need to have today. We don't have that. We don't have anybody hmm. like what I call Rabu Rouser. We can talk to us. Hey, boys, wake up. You can do something. Look at all these court boys and all these gangsters. They're, they're looking for people that can you know, incite them to something great. No one is there. I mean, oh, sorry to say this. Look at our leaders. Can they talk? Mm. Can they incite us, man? Am I church here? Winston Churchill. Mm. Winston Churchill. Talk this country. Talk his boys to go to war and win against Adolf Hitler. Mm. Today, what they do? They come with data. Who want to listen to data? I'm sleeping. <laughs> you know, I want to hear actions. I want to hear bombs. I want to hear something happening. I want to get rescue. I want to jump out. I want to move. I want to change the world. Our boys don't hear that. It's difficult. 
So we don't have people that can incite us anymore, that can motivate, that can move us, that can tell us what we can do as men. And I pray that that will come back, like we're going to do now. This, this is this, this is a, this is a beginning of what we are doing right now. That yeah, men right. can get together over here and we can do something with our lives. We can make progress. Mm-hmm. We are born for this, and mm-hmm. we continue the work. Great, yeah. great. Okay, one last question here. It says, "What can you do when all efforts you put in to strive, to strive, to to thrive, I guess, turns futile?" What so can you don't do? give up. Don't give up. Mm. Do it again. Do it mm. again. Do it again. No, you see, see, we are living in a world of possibilities to be. You know, don't ever think like Robert Kiyosaki will say. It's only in the school they mark you failure. Nobody marks you failure outside there. They say you mark yourself mm. failure. Oh come mm. on, Pastor Paul. You know what I'm talking about? We have faced several times. How many we face several times? We face. Several, what do we do? We lie on the floor. We don't lie on the floor. No. Our father is the referee. Our father is mm. the referee, and he won't blow the whistle until we win. we're gonna yeah. get up. We're gonna win. You know, yeah. see, we don't have a, a good theology of mistakes and failures. Mm. A righteous man falls seven times and he gets up. Yeah. yeah. Can I surprise you? God Himself failed in the Garden of Eden. God failed. Let's let's mm. let's talk. Let's talk straight. God failed in the Garden. He put mankind there. He prepared all the whole world and they messed it up. What did He do? He walked away. No. He, he took the blood of His own Son to get it back and He laid His Son down. Hmm. So please, mm. uh, you have not done everything. You have not done mm. everything. You have not, you have not mm. done everything at all. That's something else you can do. Mm. The man who mm. invented our light, I've forgotten his name now. Who invented Thomas Edison? Thomas Edison. You know, yeah. he tried the thing one thousand ways. Ah, they mm. said, "Oh, guy, it didn't work." He said, "We just discover one thousand ways of not making it work. We let's mm. go about how it make it work." Mm. So we men should be charging at things and working at it and never give up and never give mm. in. If you have mm. to give anything, let's give thanks to the one who gave us this power to change things. Mm. Wow. So, so oh, please don't. Wow. If you sell rice, it doesn't work. Try beans. Beans doesn't work. Try mm. curry. If you got curry, mm. sell computer. It doesn't work. Mm. Sell house. Sell. No, don't mm. do something. <laughs> keep on doing something. <laughs> Just do something. <laughs> Just yeah. keep on doing something. So, yeah. Let me make you laugh. You remember Elijah? You remember Elijah in the Bible? Yes. Elijah, he told King Ahab, "There'll be rain." So he ran ahead and he went to the mountain and he said to his boy, go and check for cloud in the sky. You know, the boy went, he said, I don't see any sky, any cloud. You know, the man of God said, go back. He said, mm-hmm. he back, he said I don't see any cloud. Second time, I don't, he said, go back. Third time, go back. Fourth time, go back. Fifth mm-hmm. time, go back. Sixth time, mm-hmm. seventh cl- time, the man came and said, he said, I saw it kind of like a man's hand. I saw a cloud like a man's hand. How can you see a cloud like a man's hand? You have to go <laughs> keep on looking at us because, you know, like, if you don't come with anything, you might say go mm. back. <laughs> <laughs> so don't give up. You know, your wife mm. will love to see you striving and moving and just sit at home mm. uh, and just give up. Mm. If your wife is handing one million and you can only earn 10,000, but you're doing it with all your heart, she will lay mm. a million before you. Mm. Our wives are tired today because they think that we just give up, we just give in and surrender. And they mm. want a man who can rise up. Even with all these men's world, or all these women's world, women mm. are looking for men. Mm. They are looking for men that can get on top of them. Not only just sexually, mm. that can mm. say, hey, rise up. You can do it. But my wife loves mm. to give her direction. You know, like mm. over the weekend, something happens. She wanted to buy something. I said, yeah, just go get it. When I told her, when she, when she obeyed that by instruction, she, 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 she got a rebate that was so powerful. 
Mm. Women are waiting for men to talk. Remember Deborah, mm. even when Deborah was the one that was the prophetess, when they went to war, he said to the man, Barak, said, you go fight the war. The man said, mm. oh, if you don't follow me, they said, woman will get this glory. <laughs> mm. so, let, 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 let's go for it. Let's go for the frontier. Mm. Don't worry. Mm. You lose, get up again. Come to church. Hear the word of God. Mm. Pray with me. I'm going at it again. Let's go mm. after it again. Let's go after it again. Mm. There's another story in the Bible. I, 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 I don't know. Our, our time is gone. There's another story in the mm. Bible. Someone said, I prayed and I fasted. I still lost. It's in the Bible. Judges mm. 20, 21. You know, they mm. went to war. They pray. Yes. And yes, they lost. Yes. Yes. And God said, go. God said, go. God, God said, let go. And they lost. Yeah. And they came yeah. back and cried. God said, go again. And they lost. Yeah. Yes. Eh? And they yeah. came back. And God said, go tomorrow. I'll give you the war. And you know what they did? Mm. They used their losses in two days to be as a strategy for them to win the third day. Mm. So, so don't ever think that if God directs you, you won't have problems. You will have problems. Mm. God had problems. He said, you can't them. He didn't stop. Mm. So mm. let's go for it. Let's win. Mm. I can do all things. So Christ will strengthen you. Wow. Praise God. Wow. Amen. Wow. This is loaded. Glory to God. Thank you, Reverend. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Reverend. So grateful.